0: Good afternoon and welcome to Lunchtime Series 2023 where we aim to add value to people's lives happening every Wednesday and Thursday on ebasradio.com. We chat about everything leadership coaching and marketing and you can catch the Lunchtime Series on all major podcast channels and help to help us grow and uh, to uh, grow this channel guys please follow like and share with uh, your network. On today's coaching segment, we have a very interesting guest who's going to give us some really, really great insight, which I'm looking forward to. He's nicknamed Mr. Consistency, which is uh, (laughs) just for the start of that. It's like we're already interested. He's a best-selling author in his personal development field. He's obsessed with changing the world through daily habits, starting his own habits and his own world. He preaches and practices uh, consistency daily, and in daily with daily action. Uh, and he believes this is the means to achieve success in any area of life, from parenting uh, to business. He is the champion of good habits and the crusader against quiet desperation. Myl- uh, Michael Stawicki, Stawicki, is it Staviki?
1: Well, this is how you English people read it. <laughs> uh, in Polish, we spell it Michał Stawicki.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's very different. So, Michael, thank you so much for being on the show and uh, thank you for for making some time to chat with us.
1: You're most welcome. I appreciate being here.
0: So, I mean, to kick it off, um, when I was going through your profile, as mentioned earlier to you, uh, you know, don't you want to just give us some idea on, you know, why, what set you out to become a coach Uh, and, and, uh, you know, what was that process for you and sort of give us an insight of your life and um, why you've become this crusader against quiet desperation and, and championing cha- championing good habits?
1: Well, because I was succumbing to quiet desperation for quite a few years and just couldn't find out the way out of, of my life, uh, being a miserable corporate cog in IT. Not that it wasn't a bad job, it just wasn't the best job like it, it wasn't for me I felt that uh, but I just didn't know how to change it and I changed it through small daily habits so I read the book The Slight Edge which said uh, success is a few simple disciplines repeated over time and uh, maybe I could do that so I started following that path and lo and behold come on uh, in matter of months I made some progress in a matter of uh, year i started a new career as a writer and had a few books out there published and then uh, it was just uh, growing bigger and bigger because habits compound and coaching like i found it a bit by accident, my supervisor in PwC, she she took the course and she said to me, Michal, you will be delighted by, by this one. Yeah. So, well, the company was paying, why not? And then really, that was eye-opener for me. I was studying and practicing self, uh, personal development for nine years. And then a coaching course and then coaching sessions, they like accelerated my growth because collaborating with others is really uh a way to accelerate like there is no self in self-help really that's a big fat lie
0: <laughs> yeah I mean, it's uh, all you're doing is really uh, you know informing your brain but until you do something about it and take action and and do more it's just uh, it's it's nice information to know right but i mean also uh, you've you as you mentioned you know started writing in your earlier years you've got the remarkable power of consistency uh, uh which which obviously speaks to that you also have written um how to change your life in 10 minutes a day um, and the art of persistence um so why why this theme of of you know having this habit form process what about that is 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 the the success that you speak of
1: oh, well uh DJ Fogg, uh, who is the head of uh, like behavioral science in Stanford University, he studied uh, behavioral change for decades and he found like three ways to change one's life. Enlightenment, which is very hard to engineer, change of your environment, which is easier but not always the case. Like when I decided to change my life, I was 43, married, three kids, full-time job, mortgage, it's not so easy to like, okay, I will drop everything and I will be a writer or we will move to Thailand. No, it's, it's not so easy at, at those circumstances. So it's not the easiest path. The most reliable path really to change your life is change your habits because they define who you are. Like, look at how we present ourselves. I'm a coach, I'm a writer. Yeah. So what does it mean? Like, what do you do? I'm coaching and i'm writing yeah what you do actually defines who you are um and and this is really the most reliable way because we think about habits of course the wrong way like it's all over the media the uh, biggest stories made the media not the most common ones so yeah. someone uh, dropped everything and started going to gym uh three times a day and lost 100 pounds and now he's a bodybuilder and so on that's yeah, yeah. that's not really realistic like it happens of course it happens but it happens from time to time what is really realistic a way to change your life is to start one small habit like my whole journey years before i read the slide it started from the habit of making a series of push-ups in the morning that was it and then in Power of uh, Habit by Charles Dehick, I, I read that science has discovered a couple of Keystone Habits, Habits which are making more habits, more good habits, easier to develop like on autopilot, like just like that, effortless. And one of them is physical activity. The yeah. other is uh, healthy eating. So uh, yeah, it's, it's enough to introduce one small change in your life and keep at it. Like this is the the important part. That's why I, I'm uh, a bit this drama of, of consistency, persistence. I've been four years doing this experiment on Google. Putting yeah. uh, what's the word? Yeah, persistence. One word. And the other word?
0: Consistency.
1: Uh, no, not really. Uh, success. Success. Uh-huh. And success has about 95% more like you know a few millions versus hundred millions or billion uh, results it, like the ratio is always the same very few results for very many results but consistency is actually a vehicle to get to success but yeah people gloss over it they want success not consistency and it's not reasonable
0: <laughs> that's a very valid point right <laughs> Because we we don't look at, you know, the mechanisms of what success looks like. You know, there's, there's a way to get to the success. And when you break it down to building blocks, um, consistency is one of them, right? It's, it, there, there has to be a consistency in what it is you're doing. But, I mean, you're joining us for a whole different reason today. You know, we're not, talk, we're not talking about consistency. We are, we are we are going to be talking to lead magnets, right? We we um, you've written a number of books already. You've got them out there. Um, why the first question of why why write a book as a lead magnet? How how do you use it as a lead magnet, and um, how do we use it as a tool?
1: Yeah, so, actually, <laughs> my uh, writing mentor Steve Scott uh, said a very profound thing. Mm-hmm. Write book not lead magnets so even if you use your book as a lead magnet it it still needs to be a book like it needs to be a pleasant reading experience Uh, a reader must be satisfied and then like uh, leading him to your business is uh after effect really but uh, and if you approach it the other way like lead magnet okay my business is great and i'm great and so on. like it will not work it will simply not work it uh, you will spend time on writing this this thing uh publishing promoting and people will just not not be into it so you will have very too little uh to zero leads so write a good book that's like number one and then like uh, there, there's there been a, a lot of research about that. That when people read, they get into a frame of mind of characters and sometimes narration, author. Yeah. So, like, you are getting into the head, and like, it's hard to engineer uh, advertising on any other way. And they feel like they know you. So, this this uh, marketing adage, people who uh, know like and trust you, like you cross all those uh, points with a book, and then and at the end you leave or and throw the boot. You leave some call to act calls to actions to to uh, follow you to join your email list to check out the resources you have on your webpage. So uh, you attract people who already like you, know you, and trust you into your funnel. So it's Um, I would say if they read the book, yeah, because that's another mistake I often see that people have this call to action at the very beginning. So someone is browsing through Amazon, maybe reading the first 10% of the book for free on Amazon. They know you, but do they like you? Like, you need to provide this value and you need to get into their head uh, before you actually lead them to your stuff.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, so, lesson one, write a book, not a lead magnet. <laughs> Moving into that, um, how do you then use your book on Amazon as a lead magnet to your business?
1: Um, like a book, like everything else is just uh, in, in the sales funnel. It's just a tool. Yeah? So, how to use this tool, uh, you know, I would, what's the right word? Smart smart yeah so what i said put those calls to actions through go the book make them make sense so okay uh you are writing about productivity give them some checklists or tools or anything else on your website uh, uh not you know a parenting guide or or something like that yeah because it just doesn't add it's it's confusing and another marketing attach is you confuse you lose uh, and yeah. if not to go the book then for sure at the very end of the book uh, right after the summary call to action to to go check out your stuff and what's important about this all those calls to action that they need to uniquely link uh, to resources uh On your web page or whatever you control, Uh, but by uniquely I mean Amazon is big black box. All you know about your uh, sales is that the number of them. Okay, I sold hundred books this month, and that's all you know. You don't know who bought your books. Uh, You don't know the addresses and so on. Uh, That's why you need to track uh, those links. So okay. I have a call to action at the end of my book and it leads to this web page and only this web page is available it's only available through this link in in my book. So now you know, okay, I sold 100 books and 10 people landed on the uh, landing page. So now you have a way to measure your efforts because otherwise it's just, I know, feel good exercise or Cross your fingers and hope for the best, which may or may not work. But yeah. if you if you track and measure, then you can actually make it a sales machine. Because, okay, now you, ha- you know 10 people landed. How many converted? Five. Okay. And what's the uh, lifetime value of your subscriber? 200 bucks. All right. So 100 books, 200 bucks. Now I have 200 bucks to invest into maybe. Amazon ads. Like, uh, so one thing is to like, have a great book, have a call to action, which uniquely tracks to your uh, resources. Also, what is very important and very often like people ignore that is your book description and your book page, because it will determine uh, if from these trunks of people who land on your book page. How many of them will actually purchase? It does do you no good if million people visit and one of them only buy. What's the sense? It's so much better if 100 people visit and 20 of them will buy your book. Yeah. So uh, your book description must be really a sales page, especially when it's a nonfiction book. Uh, and the sales page has uh, like its own structure, headline. to action at the end Uh, and also it's like interesting interesting. it's not about you it's about their problems or their aspirations so that's that's very important and as long as you don't have the good conversion ratio from your book page on amazon i would keep working on your book description yeah Uh, and once you have those elements in place and assuming of course no okay now you don't have really to have the book published via amazon like a self publisher because amazon gives you access to advertising uh, interface via author uh, interface so you create your author profile on amazon you link your books which are published elsewhere uh, and available on amazon and you can advertise them uh, but advertising is one way it's someone told it it's advertising the price for not having a referable uh, product um <laughs> at the beginning is very true like you no know, I, I have a book advertising business so i advertise uh books on amazon for the other authors and i can attest that the more reviews the better and that's what like it's really a referable factor on amazon yeah uh, and if you have a great book people will Tell about it, uh, but I wouldn't count on people telling about it. You need to tell about it first. Now I would, like, because you have the product, you have the funnel to your book. Now you need to get traffic, and I, I know three ways of getting traffic. One is your personal effort. It's what Hal Elrod did uh, with um, The American Morning. Like he appeared on hundreds of podcasts talking only about this concept and this book. So it was like natural consequence for all the listeners to go uh, then to some store and buy the book. Yeah, that's, that's one uh, way. Another is you are great at CEO. And a few years ago, it was even better strategy. But now Amazon really uh, wants you pay to play so dave jason an owner of uh, kindlepreneur.com he's like world-class ceo expert and still his books are selling less and less Uh, this is what he admitted in in his materials because he depended on the ceo and it's not a such big factor anymore it's still a factor for example i'm terrible at ceo like terrible so yeah, I do the keyword research, put those keywords into uh, metadata of my book and that's about it I, uh, I do with CEO. So the third uh, option is pay to play, use Amazon ads and they are working pretty well I would say because you are like advertising your book in the biggest bookstore in the world. So of course there are readers. And of course they are ready to buy. So it it, uh, makes sense to advertise there. Uh, And the interface is clunky, but still having this unique uh, connection between the number of sales, your landing page, conversion to your email list or products and services, you can calculate how much you can really invest in advertising, because uh, uh, that's another lesson from my experience. You can spend like infinite amount of money. Amazon is so keen to spend your money on on clicks. Uh, if you bid them at five dollars, why not? Okay, of course you will win all the bids and and pay a fortune. But, uh, <clears throat> but having you know the metrics in place, you can really figure out. Okay, how many clicks it takes me to sell a copy and how many uh, books I need to sell to convert them into leads and into customers and how much it, is it worth and so for example I have one customer who spends north of $5000 a month to sell a few hundred books because he knows that out of every 100 readers he will get four inquiries and he can uh, convert to uh, out of four into his coaching clients and it way make up for for advertising costs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I mean that's I mean that's a that's some really useful uh, information, right? Like have a really good product, know you know that you're actually writing for people and you're writing a good solid product so they get into your head, they get into your skin, they understand who you are. Um, you know, understanding what funnel to to put in place, and then know how to get to the traffic. And I think, you know, podcasting is a fantastic way, and SEO, if you do know it, um, and yes, advertising, if you if it is not referable. But now, you know, once we have gone through that, once we know that, uh, you know, we, we, we have a good product and we want to put it out there, how do we get our books published? Because I think that is a, a big, you know, blockage for a lot of people as well is, What is the best resource on how to learn how to do self-publishing via Amazon?
1: Yeah, I've mentioned uh, Dave Chesson. So the platform is kindlepreneur.com and he shares everything needed to publish a book. And again, Kindle. Kindlepreneur.com. So like entrepreneur, but on Kindle.
0: (laughs) Ah, kindlepreneur.com. Fantastic. Yeah, that's a really useful tip.
1: Yeah, and really... Uh, it's big in your mind, but look at this book. It has like 62 pages. It yes. doesn't have to be big. It just need to be valuable, and that's great about nonfiction. Like people are way willing to pay to solve their problems. Yeah, so uh, they don't need you know volumes. They need something tangible they can implement in their lives. My first book was even thinner than that, like fifty pages, and still people are. I sold over 10,000 copies of that book and it was my first book so I didn't know what, what I was doing and it, like, to write this you know, 50 page book it took me about 50 days not just to write, to write and publish on Amazon uh, another resource would be but maybe a little bit expired, this is the book I used to publish my first book uh, yeah. 61 ways to sell more nonfiction books by Steve Scott
0: <laughs> 61 word. by uh, Steve Scott okay cool so I mean so kindlepreneur.com uh, is a best uh, for self-publishing and, and so how do we prepare for writing a new book I mean as you just showed now you know as long as you're solving problems that's that's the core of you know what are the biggest problems that people are experiencing and I mean one of the things that I you know I was looking at being a business owner, being an entrepreneur, and being, uh, you know, wonderfully successful in what I do, and very blessed to be able to do what I do, Um, one of the things that sort of occurred to me that I, you know, as you go through life doing your business and doing what you do, um, you learn on your way, you learn techniques and tips and tricks on how to do stuff. Um, and for me, it's natural. It comes very natural to me just to go and research and learn a skill, and go and implement it and do it right. And it's it's proved highly successful for me in my business. What I what I take for granted is that there's so many people that don't know how to do that, right? So yeah, I, I I get like totally to the point where, where you say a book doesn't need to be this <laughs> this big. Uh, if, uh, you know 500 page kind of thing uh, it needs to solve a problem and because if you could solve that problem and you can get it out there and sell 10,000 copies of it um, that's a really good that's a really good tool and that's a really good way to make money right so I, I completely hear that I think that's brilliant
1: And actually if you have like 500 page book in your mind well divide it into five volumes and because Amazon would prefer that and nonfiction readers also like people re- readership is going down and there is no way to, to fight it like video is huge right now uh but uh, so so if you can make it in smaller chunks people will be more willing to explore and it's you know so much faster to uh, produce this 100 page uh, book than 500 page book yes yeah? so the whole production cycle is so much shorter
0: yeah absolutely I mean, it makes so much sense so so how do we prepare for writing a, a new book i mean uh so you can have a draft in your marketing efforts before you have a draft in the book so um what i've done and i, I think it works quite well because uh, i'm busy writing book um is i often write articles all around the research that i'm doing uh, and the stuff that's sort of enveloping and developing in my business uh, and I write about that. And a lot of the times I take that information and use it in, in the content that because it's really it's research content uh, and it's really useful uh, to for so many business executives out there and leaders in the in the world at the moment. Um, but I mean, is that a, is that a good way to start your draft writing a new book?
1: Yeah, it's not a bad way because you already mm. verify your content uh, against the market, yeah, so, uh, if you write 10 articles on that and you get like uh, 50 views, you know, okay, that's that's not a hit. Maybe I should change my topic. Yes. Uh, and actually, that's my experience from writing on Quora.com. It's a questions, answers platform. Yeah. Like you can get a lot of traction there because there is a lot of readers and a lot of people who are looking for solutions, for specific solutions. So uh, like validation of your uh, idea uh, quora.com is a really good place to start. Uh, I have my own uh, outlining process which I like, stole from Craig Ballantine uh, from early to rise yes. uh, adjusted to my needs uh, and I, I'm really a fan of, of that approach because like this is like a few page document and the first page. Is actually full of marketing questions about your book. Who is Target Targetalis? What problem do you solve? Uh, why would people promote your book? Uh, other platforms, TV, newspapers. Yeah, what what is so original or interesting, and so on. So you need to clarify those thoughts before you even start writing your book, and that's that's really huge. And that may. Uh, I wonder if I use that uh, process for my fourth book, which is a parenting book. Like I, I think the least selling uh, book in my catalog. But in the end, I wrote it because I wanted, not because I found it is so promotable and so on. Yeah, I just wanted to. But it will also like set your expectations because if you will mm, figure out, okay. This book is not really that promotable, but important for me. Okay, You will not expect to wow the whole world. Okay, It's like I often, because I'm in self-publishing world, so I'm often meeting authors who are writing memoirs just for the sake of of writing it. So maybe their kids or grandkids can read it one day. And and that's all the audience they need. So uh, this process allows you to clarify your thoughts. And then uh, it's really super fast process for outlining a book it breaks things down into segments ideas chapters uh, sub chapters and then for each point you are writing three questions which reader may have and while writing the book you ask for those those questions and like the book writes itself uh, it's it's really fast, and you can like, if you are not a writer, typing is not really that uh, comfortable skill, especially if you are not good at it. You can narrate your book. Like I was really really amazed uh, two days ago using uh, dictation in in Microsoft Word. Like yeah. how how well it works, even with my thick Polish accent. Uh, so there are plenty of tips really to uh, to accelerate the, pr- the process but outlining uh, will save you so much time in your nonfiction book like uh, Brian Moraine in 12-week year wrote that planning uh, saves like 20% of the time of the one project so you will write your book uh, 20% faster if you use the outline
0: yeah absolutely I like I, I'm glad that you mentioned the 12 week year I just recently listened to it uh, on uh, audiobooks and it's a fascinating concept and when you kind of look at it cuz you know time in itself I was having this conversation earlier time in itself is such a construct uh, like a construct that we've created and if you suddenly take you know that, that the idea of a year out of out of your head and kind of go okay well what can you do in the 12 week time, in that 12 weeks, uh, 12 week here, um, you know, putting an outline together and I, yeah, I love the mar- marketing questions, right, starting with the marketing questions, because immediately the person picking up the book will kind of go, well, is this a book for me? Is this what I want to read? Do I want to know this stuff? And, you know, immediately it is already getting your audience I think it's a f- fantastic way, which is giving me good pointers on what I'm going to change <laughs> in some of my chapters yeah, when I'm starting. But yes, again, uh, you know, the clarity on 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 uh, what really defining that, what it is you want to write on the outline, um, because once the outline is also, um, I don't know if you found this, but I found, the moment I found the actual outline of what it is I wanted to write, I suddenly had, all of it made sense, and I was like, ah, oh, okay, cool, I'm putting it this, this, and this, and, and then I, all the chapters I had already written, sort of slotted into the outline of what I wanted to say, but now it has a structure, and it has a complete, uh, it's a complete body of work, and it makes sense, right, and I think that, you know, if we look at it from a brain science perspective, the brain loves structure and strategy, You know, so if you create structure for it and you give it a strategy, your brain's like, ah, okay, cool. This is what we're doing. This is how we're doing it. You know, but when we don't give it uh, structure and strategy, you become complacent or you become lethargic or you become procrastinator. Uh, And, you know, that's where where you have to sort of, and I mean, I come back to where we started with consistency. (laughs) You know, where you have to consistently do it. When you, when, you, when you keep at that consistency and, and do it, that's when you actually get the book written, right? Even if you're writing a paragraph a morning, every morning, and, you know, it's, and it takes you 200 mornings, then fine. But once it's written, it's written and it's done, and then you have a book. Amen. Fantastic. So, I mean, one of the last couple of questions we have here, um, and I think we probably have touched on, I mean, all of that too, that you've spoken about already today, but what are the necessary ingredients to have a business lead magnet and not just a book? I mean, are there key ingredients to having, uh, to have a business lead magnet and not just a book?
1: Like putting in the perspective on the book on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, because this is what I do on a daily basis. So, good product as as we started. Uh, yeah. <laughs> book description, so a sales page, really. Uh, because if, if it's terrible, your all effort is in vain. People will just go away. And so, what's the use of of uh, getting traffic there? Reviews, social proof. Uh, they are extremely important. Like. The the more the better, always. Like you should never stop getting a new reviews. Uh, always chasing them. Uh, also, a unique way to track traffic from books to your funnel. Uh, again, without that, you'll just cross your fingers and maybe uh, the whole process is so profitable that you don't care. But then you can leave some money on the table uh, because once you know your metrics uh, then you you know okay i can spend another thousand dollars on ads or i should really shave off thousands of my uh, advertising budget uh, so it's it's extremely important to and of course to have this uh, to track this you also need to have this offer in your book yeah so okay it's a book in itself great but how do I lure the reader at the end to my resources? So uh, offer them something uh, to, to download from your website uh, in exchange for your uh, for the email uh, address. And now they are your prospects uh, because you can keep contacting them uh, with them uh, unlike you know any other reader, On amazon as i mentioned it's a big black box you don't have clue who is your reader who is not also like leave your contact information in in your book so even though maybe people will not be interested in uh, uh, in in the actual resource they may be interested in okay like this guy is is great guy maybe i will send him thank you note uh, how he improved my life and so on then you can use those as testimonials and so on. You can keep contacting with your readers. Then you can invite them uh, individually to your resources, MLs, and so on. Yeah. Um, okay. And like and I assume you have a business, yeah? Because like writing a book and leading them to somewhere is a nice exercise. But if you do not sell them anything at the end uh well that's not really a lead magnet that's uh, relationship building and it has its place and plenty of self-published authors does it but we are talking lead magnets here Uh, so the offer to your book page and then you have your own funnel your own way to convert those subscribers prospects into your customers and because you have a business i assume you know how to do it um and that's it and then Uh, measure, rinse and repeat because once you get the clue, okay, how many people I can drive to my page, how many of them land in the the resource page and sign up and how many of them became a customer and what kind of customer, as I mentioned, this lifetime value of your customer then you can do the math and uh, be like, okay, I don't have time but I have 10,000 bucks for this project, I will hire someone to run my ads or the other way around, well, it's really hard for me to figure out how this advertising world works, but I'm great at podcasts, so I will just do a podcast tour and drive traffic that way to uh, to my book on Amazon.
0: Yeah, I love that. I, I think that is such such useful information. Miguel, It's uh, it's been fascinating talking to you. And I mean, just to end this off, uh, you know, you give us your, your website here, resurrectingbooks.com. Uh, why the name Resurrecting?
1: Well, because this is how my business model works, uh, it's so much easier for me to work with existing authors and no, not the first time ones. But someone who published a book two years ago, did very little with it, got some reviews. So then we just bring the eyeballs to the book and uh, it works much often than, okay, I'm a first time author. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, but I'm so confident my book will change the world. Um, yes. Well, so people with you know two years with uh, little to zero sales are so much uh, have so much less expectations though, than those uh, newbie authors. That's why I work uh, working with them. And uh, yeah, this this how I uh, name the business one of marketing experts told me that well that's a bad way because you implying uh, the book is dead and nobody wants to think that about a book but well yeah. i work i like to work with people who um, come to reality that well okay i sold eight copies last year no it's not alive so <laughs> yes. a- anything above that will be will be good
0: i love it um so, I mean, guys, if you want to check it out, uh, go and check it out at resurrectingbooks.com. Michael and uh, it's, it's Mikhail Stavicki, right? Michal. Michal. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's the English pronunciation. We struggle. but he's the And champion- it's great
1: because if you are, uh, people are listening to it, they will type my name properly. They will find me.
0: There we go. Exactly, right? So, um, guys, if you want to check out The Champion of Good Habits and the Crusade Against Quiet Desperation. Uh, go to the resurrectingbooks.com and uh, chat to Michal. And uh, yeah, you, you can get into contact with him. Michal, thank you so much for chatting with me. And thanks for being on the Linesh Cheers! I really appreciate your time.
1: You're most welcome. I appreciate being here and uh, having this opportunity to share
0: my expertise. Thank you so much. Chat to you soon. Cheers.